I'm Derek Hoyam, and my career has spanned 30 years in technology and music. And I like to uh, coach artists and explore technology, music, the intersection of artistry and technology. And uh, I did the user research uh, that led to the start button at Microsoft, and I currently design software for Fortune 500 companies. But um, I've also had 15 years in the music business, financing records for dozens of artists, uh, including Alan Stone, Mr. Talkbox, uh, who won five Grammys with Bruno Mars, producer artist uh, Daramola, and uh, Jeremy Rosado from The Voice. Uh, and I'm also a record label owner and artist manager. And today what I want to talk to you guys about is NFTs and getting started in NFTs. There's a lot of curiosity about this space. I think a lot of artists um, want to be uh, participating in this new movement, but don't know how. And honestly, I'm one of them. And I have not done an NFT offering yet. And I would like to uh, go on the journey and take you along with me. And so I represent several artists um, who are gearing up to want to do their first NFT offering and I want to help them. So I'm going to do this as part of a series that I'm calling my NFT journey. And what we're going to do is I'm going to start from the, from ground zero, like just going over the basics of like, why would we even offer an NFT? How do I even get started with cryptocurrency? And, uh, and then how do I, uh, mint my first offering? And, so here we go. So this first episode, what I'm going to do is kind of just lay the groundwork for, um, yeah, what is, what is it? And at what level as an artist should I begin to do this? So first of all, let's start with the word NFT or the, the acronym NFT, uh, which stands for non-fungible token. And the word fungible means to be um, easily replaced. So if something is non-fungible, it means it's not easily replaced. And so it, to put it in layman's terms, this is basically just being able to make things rare. And the problem is um, with the digital revolution, particularly in music, now our works are being used everywhere. Um, this is both a two-edged sword. This is a two-edged sword for musicians because obviously we want to be heard as many places as possible. But now it's so uh, devalued the uh, music and uh, what an artist can offer the world that now it's it's been very difficult for artists to earn money. Um, and so NFTs are kind of a way that allow you to take the the advantages that we had in the physical realm, say with offering vinyl, which usually has limited runs. And now we can actually do digital offerings and also have those offerings be rare. And so that's basically the idea of an NFT. Um, so in the music space, uh, you know, Wu-Tang Clan back in 2015 did this with an album that re they recorded, uh, literally a vinyl album. I think it went for up to $2 million recently on Sotheby's and, uh, uh, so by just doing that one album, right, they created the ultimate in rarity and were able to drive up prices uh, through fans who really wanted to own that one item. Now think about it as if you're a, a newer artist and you can participate with your fans, even if you have a smaller fan base, uh, those fans would love to have some of your, your early works that nobody has so that when you are on the rise and later uh, go on to do great things, they can say, hey, oh, as part of their story, I helped them get where they are. 
and and I have this early thing that nobody else has. And so the key of an NFT uh, is based on the blockchain. And maybe for those of you who are uh, new to cryptocurrency, that is the the core concept uh, of how cryptocurrency works. And basically what it is, it's just a public ledger um, that can say, hey, person A paid person B on this date. And uh, that is a validated entry that no one can change. And because of its, its public nature and because the integrity of that ledger is maintained um, and has a lot of oversight from the community that participates in that cryptocurrency, um, it's, it's hard to, very difficult if, uh, to forge uh, entries in the blockchain. And so that what this does is that it uh, cuts down on piracy and it can prove essentially authorship or ownership. And that's why uh, NFTs are so cool is because it can prove that you are the sole owner of a certain item and that you purchased it on that date. And furthermore, for creators, whether you're, again, uh, any kind of artist that creates a digital good, you can say, hey, I created this item and I offered it for sale on this date and here's the person that bought it. And this is publicly available information to anybody. And so you can think of it as like, uh, you know, if the Mona Lisa was offered as an NFT, a digital good, um, then if somebody tried to forge it later on, right, that somebody would be able to go back to the original offering of the Mona Lisa in the blockchain and say, no, here, it was, it was created by Leonardo da Vinci on this date. And the first buyer was uh was so and so and so that's the key to the whole nft um equation and uh, i'll let you guys do more research if you want to find out more about cryptocurrencies about more about nfts but that's just the basics of it so the key thing is that um for music artists how do you know whether uh it's time for you to actually start to make an, an nft offering and I would kind of advise um, everybody or all music artists or, and really even visual artists too to have some sort of decent sized following um, on social media. And I would say at least a few thousand followers is kind of a good rule to follow. Now, there has been some rule breakers in this space because uh, I've seen that there's been some, you know, teenagers that have been able to do offerings, you know, NFT offerings that have, you know, gone out for like a, a million dollars or something like that. But that's like winning lottery tickets. And so what you want to do as an artist is, is minimize your risk so that you know that your, that your effort that goes into uh, creating your NFT will have success and be rewarded. And so the way to do that is to make sure that you have some solid base um, of fans who would be willing to purchase that NFT. And so my rule of thumb is at least a few thousand followers on social media. And if you don't have that, it means that you just have more work to do in curating your, your social media following. And, um, and if, and, and then also potentially even just putting more of your works out there on all the, uh, digital music services and things like that. So people can actually hear the quality of what you have to offer the world. Um, and so once you have that, then what you're going to want to do is come up with some idea to, 
to uh, bring about something that you're going to offer your fan base that's unique. And so that could be um, just a one-off uh, music track. And optimally, it would be uh, paired with some sort of visual uh, in you know in the in the music space that's typically been like an album cover right or single cover, which would add some really uh, cool dimension to it if you as the music artist also created the uh, the artwork that goes with it. Or another alternative is to do a collaboration with a visual artist who's who's super dope, and then you could take your unique uh, music track and pair it with uh, a visual offering. Uh, from either an artist who just is like a digital painter, illustrator, or potentially even a, a videographer. And uh, so, for example, uh, one of the artists that I manage, his name is Zach Norman. He got together with uh, uh, L.A. visual artist Daniel Allen Cohen, and they did a series of video loops um, that they have offered. Um, and so... Daniel did the the visual uh, the visuals and the video loops, and then Zach did the music to accompany those video loops, and then they offered them uh, as as NFTs. What you're going to need is you're going to need uh, some sort of digital wallet that can hold Ethereum. Now, Ethereum is the first cryptocurrency that offers smart contracts, and smart contracts essentially allow a small bit of code to execute when a um when a when a transaction takes place and so the reason why ethereum is being used for nfts right now is because when that purchase is made then that set of digital goods can essentially be unlocked for you to then download then you can create your own collection and start to create your own digital gallery and that's going to be an interesting thing that goes on from here on out so as um, Facebook, now Meta, is launching the Metaverse and a lot of different game companies are getting in on this and technology companies are getting in on the Metaverse, uh, you can imagine that there's going to be spaces online in uh, the virtual space and in VR where you can set up your own digital gallery where people can come to your virtual space and, uh, and consume the artwork that you've curated over time. And that's going to be very, very cool. And I think there's going to be a whole uh, new space for content creators and curators to uh, be able to offer these kinds of things um, and have fan bases that essentially mimic what we've known in the in the physical art world for, for some time. So, yeah. So essentially for artists, again, what this allows you to do is create a new income stream. It allows you to uh, go direct to fans with things that they would like to have from you um, and to put your unique mark on things uh, by creating your own uh, special offering and potentially even going outside your normal kind of normal things, say with music and maybe dabble in some of the visual arts, or you can collaborate, do some cool collaborations with, with people outside of music. So that's kind of what it offers uh, for music artists. But now for fans, what you get also is uh, you get to help support artists um, in their careers by by purchasing that stuff. Uh, fans also get to kind of get essentially uh, curate curate things that they love from artists uh, that they love. 
And, um, and then that in turn, that creates value by them being kind of a trusted filter for things that they, they like and think are cool. And, um, all right. So that's basically the rundown. Oh, I should also say the other advantage for, uh, for creators is when you offer an NFT, if that NFT is later sold, and this is where, uh, smart contracts come in from Ethereum, when that item is resold, then you as the creator also get uh, a cut in the resale value. So typically today, say the Mona Lisa was, uh, if the Mona Lisa was resold, Leonardo da Vinci would not get a cut of the reselling of the Mona Lisa. And of course that would be, that is extremely tragic. And so what we wanna do in the NFT world and what it enables us to do is prevent that from happening. So as the NFT has a longer life and as it goes up in value, then the artist also gets a small percentage of the resale value um, over time. And it's the smart contracts in Ethereum that allow that to happen. So basically that's the rundown. All right, so what you're gonna need to get started is crypto wallet. And I'm gonna go through that on my next episode, how to set one up. Um, I'm gonna choose one, there's a number of them out there. Uh, then you're gonna need at least enough to, in your crypto wallet in terms of dollar wise, um, to pay an NFT platform to what they call mint and offer to the public your, your NFT. And some of, some of these platforms are things like lazy.com, nifty gateway, super rare, known origin foundation, ephemera.com. Um, and so we're going to explore some of these and I'm going to look at pros and cons. And so I'm going to do that in a future video. And, um, so I hope you stay tuned for all of that. So hopefully this video was helpful for you to kind of get the lay of the land of what, it, what an NFT is, what you're going to need to embark on it. And in the next video, we're going to look up uh, setting up the wallet and choosing an NFT platform. Okay, see you in the next episode.